We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, sometimes I think people get the idea that if I pray long enough and if I pray hard enough, then faith will come. But no, you know, I remember something that the Lord said to me several years ago. I've never forgotten it. I was praying, and the Lord said to me, in fact, I was praying in the Spirit, and quite often when I pray in tongues, the Lord will reveal things in my spirit and say some things to me. And it seems as though that I can hear the Lord more definitely when I am praying in the Spirit. And he said this to me concerning praying. He said, son, don't ever pray for anything you can't believe me for. And you know, that stunned me, really, because I had thought that if, you know, if you prayed long enough, and I'd heard some preaching and some teaching along the line, that you just keep praying, and eventually you'll talk God into it, or either that or you'll muster up enough faith to believe God. But the Lord said that to me, it shocked me, kindly, and I got thinking about it, and I said, well, I can tell you one thing, it'll sure shorten my prayer time. <laughs> because I just prayed for everything that I could think of. You know, you'd pray for all the missionaries to be blessed and for all the lost to be saved and all the sick to be healed. And, you know, you couldn't believe for those things. I mean, it's God's will that all be saved, but the Word says all won't be saved. So you couldn't have Bible faith for that. So I realize now that back in those days I had overloaded my faith in some of my praying, and some of you have been doing the very same thing. You've just prayed everything that you could think of, just hoping to God something would come to pass. But the Lord said that to me, and I said, well, what should I do? And he said, well, take the time to find out what I said about the subject or the situation that you face and dig into the Scripture, see what I said about it. Then he said, confess it. Meditate on it, dwell on it, until faith comes. You see, Paul said, So then faith cometh by hearing the word of God. Now, faith in God and his word comes by hearing the word of God. And uh, that is a truth and not what we'd call the truth, because if we said that's the only way that you could gain any faith was by hearing what God said, then that would be wrong to say that that was the truth, because you could have faith in the devil by hearing what the devil said. In fact, many people do have. Uh, if you quote the devil, speak what the enemy said uh, concerning yourself, then you'll have faith in the devil's words that they are true. Well, you could listen to the weatherman long enough that you'd have faith in the weatherman, that what he said would come to pass if he was an accurate weatherman. Or what I say to you, if I said to you, uh, answered your question, say, ten times in a row, and you checked it out, found out that, well, you know, what he said was right, so you'd say, well, you know, you can have faith in what he says. Well, how did you gain that faith? It was by hearing what I said. So, prayer does not cause you to have faith, but faith will cause your prayer to work. Now, the faith comes from the Word itself. Now, we've touched on this some of the other sessions, but I think it's good that we mention it again, because it's very vital to understand that faith in God comes by hearing the Word of God, and you must have Bible faith to get your prayers to work, and that is the faith that you need to pray the prayer of faith comes from the Word of God itself. And that faith comes by hearing the Word of God or quoting, speaking, and saying what God said concerning the matter. 
what prayer is not. Now, we've talked about that. Prayer is not telling God the problem, contrary to what a lot of people believe, probably what some of you believe when you started this series on prayer, because I know that I was raised in a full gospel church. And for years, I thought that that's what you're supposed to do in prayer is tell God the problem. But, you know, the Lord said to me one time when I was praying, he said, Son, he said, you're not praying, you're complaining. And what some of you have been called praying is just simply complaining to God. Prayer is not trying to change God's mind because God changeth not. Jesus made this statement in Matthew 18, 18, Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. You see, the prayer that we pray, we can bind or we can loose. The power of binding the power of Lucy is on earth. It's not in heaven. Uh, sometimes people get the idea that it's just all up to God. Just whatever God's going to do about it, that's what will happen. And you know, yes, hurrah, hurrah, whatever will be, will be. No, we can change what will be. And we can do it through accurate prayer, praying God's word, God's will, and believing through the faith that we gain from the word of God. Whatsoever ye bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Well, if we bind the forces of the enemy, if we bind the principalities and the powers with the name of Jesus, then we can stop some things that would ordinarily happen. I'm convinced of this, and I think that many of you will probably relate to it in some of your experience, that when something is about to happen, God will always try to warn you concerning it. And sometimes through a dream, through a revelation or something, God will get it over to you. But you see, quite often I've had people say to me, well, you know, the Lord gave me this dream or the Lord gave me a word of knowledge through some individual that so-and-so was going to die or something bad was going to happen. Well, now, if God did do that, it was probably so you could take authority over it and bind it. For ordinarily, that would be the way it would end up. But you see, God telling you that for some reason. And most of the time, it's because God wants you to do something about it and stop it. The power of binding, the power of loosing, is on earth, and it's not in heaven. But yet, it must come from the earth. Someone has made this statement, and I believe it bears being true, and that is that it seems that God can do nothing in the earth unless some man prays, asks God, intercedes, requests it from the Heavenly Father. And I believe that's true. And if you'll check the Scriptures out, you'll find that this is why Jesus said, Ask and you shall receive, you see. Seek and you shall find. Now, the indication, although that it doesn't say that, is that if you don't ask, you won't receive. If you don't seek, you won't find. So things that wouldn't ordinarily happen will happen if you pray, ask for them in faith, through the name of Jesus. Now, sometimes people think, well, you know, it's our needs that move God. But need is not what moves God. But faith does. Vain repetition does not move God. But your faith-filled prayer will move God in your behalf. Much speaking will not move God. But faith will move God. Praying the same prayer over and over is what we'd call vain repetition. We've talked about that. I want us to go back again to Matthew chapter 21, where Jesus makes 
two statements that we want to look at. Let's begin with verse 21. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done unto the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things, whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Now the background to this is that Jesus had spoken to the fig tree and said, No man will eat fruit from you hereafter forever. And the fig tree obeyed him. In other words, it withered and dried up from the roots. Now Jesus is responding to what the disciples had said to him, how presently has the fig tree withered away. And let's read what Jesus said again here in verse 21. He said, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith and doubt not, Now, have you ever stopped to consider what he is talking about here when he says, if you have faith and doubt not? (laughs) I always thought if you had faith, you didn't have doubt. But now, evidently, there's something here that we hadn't got a hold of because he is saying, if you have faith and you doubt not. There's two things involved here. So the indication is that I'm convinced that it's true you can have faith and still doubt in your heart. Now, see, this coincides with Mark's account of it, where Mark eleven twenty three, where Jesus said, Whosoever shall say, believe, and doubt not in his heart. Well, you see, just because you say something doesn't mean that you believe it thoroughly. In fact, when you first started saying some of these things that the Bible says about you and that Jesus said about you, you probably didn't believe them. I know years ago I didn't believe what I was saying and didn't believe what the Word said about me. Now, I knew the Word was true, all right. You know, I'd fight you over the fact that the Bible was true. But what Jesus said and what the Apostle Paul said about me didn't seem to be true. But I started saying what he said. Thank God I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm a new creation. Well, I sure didn't feel like one, didn't look like one, didn't act like one. But when I began to speak and say what God said about me, when I started saying what the Apostle Paul said concerning my finances, Lord, because I've given, it's given unto me, and I've sowed bountifully, and I reap bountifully. Well, you see, when I first started saying that, I didn't believe it. I mean, I knew it was in the Bible. I knew the Bible was true. But I didn't believe it was true in my life, and I didn't have any faith in it that it was true in my life. But then again, faith cometh by hearing. Faith does not come by praying. And all my praying and unbelief wouldn't give me faith. But my confessing God's Word did change me. Change me from the inside out. I began to believe what the Word said about me. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Now, before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you that all of this week we have a CD offer, number 7316. It's entitled, Faith, the Law of the New Covenant. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling, a total of $27. Did you know that under the Old Covenant, that works was the law of the Old Covenant? You had to keep the law, and nobody could keep the law except Jesus. He kept it, fulfilled it to the letter, and it passed away. But now we're under the law of the New Covenant, which is the law of faith. Now, Paul talks about this in Romans, the third chapter. 
He said, where is boasting? It is excluded by what law of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. In other words, we're not under the law of works anymore. We're under the law of faith, which is the law of the new covenant. He goes on to say, do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. Now, what law is he talking about establishing? Certainly not the law of the old covenant, which was the law of works, but it is the law of the new covenant, which is the law of faith. Now, faith gives you access to the grace of God. In Romans, the fourth chapter, verse 16, says, Therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is the law, but to that also which is the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Then in Romans 5, verse 2 says, By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Now notice, these two verses reveal that it is a faith that it might be by grace, and that the only way that you have access to grace of God is through faith, because faith is the law of the new covenant. I'll tell you, I get excited when I talk about this. This series will give you insight and help you to understand the law of faith and how to apply it in your life. That's offer number 7316, three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling, total of $27. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.